We do it for the fans. We are here. Do it for the fans. I feel like it's been forever. I feel like I say that every time. But I know. it actually feels like forever this time because we had Christmas, 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 Christmas. So. Yeah. Yeah. We did so much Christmas and now <laughs> we are in the Capricorn season. 2022. And <laughs> go out with a bang. Oh, man. So how has the start to your new year been? <laughs> um, it's been, you know, very uh, eventful, I would have to say. Um, you know, remodeling is fun, uh, but it's very challenging. Yeah. So if you ever decide to remodel, um, we can tell you what not to do. For sure. So- for sure. Well, I personally have loved watching it. So oh sucks for you, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I read this meme where it was like <clears throat> that 2022 is, is feeling like that ex-boyfriend we, we went back to in 2020 and 2021, and now we're giving him a third chance. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I hate to say it too. But it's starting oh my gosh. Way, except I did just sell my old car, so that's great. Yeah. Um that's exciting. Yeah. But that's about it. Got so. you some money. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to pay off debt. So Woo! <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no other kidding. than that, and then just still finding fighting this sinus bullshit. Um uh, Yeah, about it. you know, we do it for the fans. Like yes. I said, we are both yes. sick, yes, we do. sinus shit going on, congestion, um, and we are recording. And we are here for you guys. Alexa's even traveling right now. I don't even have a desk currently. I'm faking it. Like, <laughs> this is the Hot Mess Express episode of 2022, guys. <laughs> it is the first episode well no no no, not the first episode of 2022 it's the second but the one first one we've recorded 2022 mm-hmm. so yeah the first one that we've recorded in 2022 and this goes out like tomorrow so you guys are getting this yeah. basically live which we've never done <laughs> so i'm just like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay yeah it, it's all good okay. better late than never yes. right so better late than never that's really the only updates I've got. So, yeah, uh, we do uh, have a friend of the podcast and we yes. are going to start. We were just talking about last minute, so I'm probably a little quick announcing this, but we're going to start <clears throat> doing little features. We have made some friends through this process, so we want to shout them yeah. out. They're going to shout us out. It's going to be this cool little thing and give yeah. you guys some variety in your podcast. Yes. So. It's so fun. I love mm-hmm. it. I love everything about it. And he's got a British so accent. So. Oh, my God. It is love it. amazing. Everything that he says is just, it makes it that much more yeah. fun or entertaining. It's not like us. So we're like, this. oh, my God. <laughs> that was a horrible impression <laughs> of us, but you guys got yeah, it. Yeah, that was a terrible impression. You get it. You get it. <laughs> Anyway, so, what are you sipping on over well, there? Well, because everyone had such an issue with my redneck sangria, and I haven't been to the grocery store in <laughs> literal weeks because I've been sick. 
Um, I found yep. a Quirk Tall Boy. And for people who aren't mm. from this area, Boulevard Brewery. Oh, they're so good. Yes, Boulevard yeah. makes these, and they're amazing. I don't even know why I have this, but I was like, okay. Oh, I loved them. Oh, okay. Well, this is a yeah, Lexus. I loved them. I'm drinking it. <laughs> Thank you for Alexa. Yes. Or I wouldn't have anything to drink. And I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't feel like a wine night. And I'm like, it was <clears> this <throat> or shots or wine. So went with a cork. Shots <laughs> or wine. Yeah, that's probably yeah. smart. Um, I'm drinking out of a can as well. It's a rosé Cabernet. Um, it's so pretty. I know. It's called Canteras. So my sister got him um, at the Canteras Winery in Colorado. Oh, I remember so, you and your mom talking about yeah. these. Yeah. And like, yeah, she, they're yeah, good. she was like bringing them back in cases or something. <laughs> maybe yep. maybe, maybe yep. not cases, but. <laughs> oh, no, it was cases. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> okay. We got them. Awesome. So grab your drinks. As far as a drinking word, yes. so I was like trying to rack my brain about who you were doing. And I remember you were like, don't look them up. Don't look them up. So yeah. that being said, I'm going to do a generic drinking word because I can't even remember okay. the name of who you're doing. So okay. the drinking word is going to be murder. <laughs> okay. Like murder, or kill, or something. Murder, kill, along the murdering, line. killed. Okay. Kilt. Okay. I don't care. Perfect. Kilt. Kilt. <laughs> don't kilt it. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey. So if you hear kill, killed, murder, kilt, murdered, kilt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss this. Oh my god, that's <sighs> great. I know. Me too. It's been too it long. Has. <laughs> All right, do this disclaimer. Let's listen to some All right, let's, let's get this shit on the road. All right, our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences, viewer, and listener. Discretion is advised. So... We are talking about John Edward Robinson. He was born December 27th, two days after Christmas, 1943. Um, known serial killer, kidnapper, con man. Uh, he's a Capricorn. So we are moving into Capricorn season. Mm -hmm. um, he was known as the slave master, internet slave master, or his alias, John Osborne or Josh Osborne. So hmm. uh, kind of giving you an idea of this man uh, all around. Okay. Wait. Piece of shit. Internet slave master? Oh, that was all yes. one? Yes. Okay, interesting. My Nana all was one. born in 43, so that'll kind of give me a little an idea. age reference. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so we have eight confirmed victims, but the number could be up in the thirties and forties, just FYI. Yikes. Okay. Yes. And this is, sorry, what, where are we? Um, we haven't gotten oh, there okay, yet. Gotcha. Okay. You'll, okay, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Wait, where Wait, are we? Where am I? What? Okay. Where am I at? <laughs> <laughs> so 
uh, John was born in Cicero, Illinois. Um, we'll talk a little bit about his childhood here in a second, but again, he is a Capricorn. So we are kicking off Capricorn Ooh. season, even though it's almost over, but hey, um, we had to focus on Christmas. I know. So we could not leave out Krampus. Yes. Yeah. No, we could not. It was so good. So, uh, Capricorns are known for being the hardest workers of the Zodiac signs. Um, they technically love more, uh, the, the, the most thing that they love is getting ahead in life. Um, they seem to be ambitious and determined and strong. Um, they will often keep going when others have given up. So it says they will walk 10 miles per others, one mile. Mm. Um, and they accomplish everything that they set their minds to do, regardless of the energy that it requires. Um, so as long as they have a goal and a path, they are getting there one way or another. Interesting. I know some Capricorns mm -hmm. and that definitely doesn't yeah. fit. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, yeah, I know some Capricorns and I would say it does. Well, I'm thinking of, fit. I guess, one Capricorn <clears throat> specifically who probably ruins it for everyone. You know who it is too. It's a name that shall not be named, but anyways, we can move okay. on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not Amanda from Missouri. It's not Amanda. So. It's a chill. <laughs> chill with the D-U-H. <laughs> um, anyway, Capricorns, they are also Earth signs. So um, it said that Earth signs are practical, grounded, and dependable. Um, people that don't take large risks, but rather they prefer um, the shore life. So they want to make sure that they have the stability um, they're practical and conservative, yet fairly materialistic. So they like the finer things in life. They're constantly chasing money, um, but they always have their feet on the ground and their eye on the prize. So constantly looking for, you know, that next thing. Mm -hmm. With John, I want to talk about three things, um, impulsive, brutal, and emotionally cold. Um, so these are some negative, you know, traits with Capricorns, uh, with impulsive, if he wants something, he wants it right now and he will not stop until he gets it, uh, brutal, especially whenever angered, um, just brace yourselves for the impact. <laughs> that is something that's uh, going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because they can be quite brutal, um, and they will do whatever they can, you know, to get their way. Um, and then emotionally cold, uh, tend to, he's, he tends to be, uh, very emotionally cold, um, and he, loving to their friends and family, but not so much to anybody else. Um, so this Zodiac sign can often come off as, you know, just not really being emotional yeah. as well. So keep in mind, you know, impulsive, uh, brutal and emotionally cold with uh, Mr. John. That sounds like a great guy. <laughs> yeah, right? All around. Yeah. All around. All we around. haven't even gotten started. <laughs> so, uh, John was born in Cicero, Illinois. He was the third of five children. 
His father was an alcoholic. Um, in 1957, when he was 14 years old, he went to Quidley Pre Preparatory Seminary School, uh, which was a private boys' school for aspiring priests. Interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, he ended up dropping out one year later because of disciplinary issues and making, you know, bad grades and poor judgment calls. Hmm. Just like school. normal kid stuff or? Um, from what I read, it was normal kid stuff, but he also would get into fights, mm. which was kind of strange because he had a good home life other than, you know, his dad being an alcoholic. But it didn't ever say that his dad was abusive or anything, just that he was an alcoholic. Hmm. So um, it didn't go into much detail about his childhood. Uh, we'll learn that John, he's still alive to this day, um, and he didn't really talk to any journalists or any reporters or anything. So a lot of his childhood is kind of unknown, um, you know, other than some of these small details. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to 1961, he's 18 years old. Uh, he graduated high school and he enrolled in Morton Junior College in Cicero, Illinois. Um, he wanted to be a medical radiographer. Um, so he wanted to work in healthcare for the very longest time. And uh, however, he ended up dropping out two years later. Uh, Probably for the best. He... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> dropped out, however, dropped out two years later. Um, however, in 1964, he moved to your neck of the woods, Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, shit. Okay. Yep. And this is where all of his murders <laughs> were committed. First drink Great. of the night. Love yeah. that for me. I know, huh? So he got a job at Children's Mercy Hospital. You know where that's right down at. down the street. Great. <laughs> right down the road from you. Um, as an x-ray technician because he wanted to be in radiography. Um, he was a con man. So basically he lied and said that he had his license to be a technician and that he graduated from Morton Junior College, even though he never did. And they were just like, okay. <laughs> Well, back in the 60s, I mean, they didn't really check, you know. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, they were like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he worked as an x-ray tech this entire time. Uh, he ended up marrying the love of his life, Nancy Jo Lynch. Um, and a year later, they had their first child, John Jr., um, then had a daughter in 67, so two years later, named Kimberly, and two twins in 71, Christopher and Christine. So, husband and father of four kids by 71. And up until this point, there's no, like, major red flags except maybe lying. Well, we'll get there. So, in 66, he ended up getting fired from Children's Mercy Hospital. Um, he was stealing money. Mm. So, again, he's a con man. Yeah. He was stealing money, and he was having uh, relations with staff members and with patients. Wait, patients so, or kids? <laughs> I don't know. Wait. It just said patients. It just said patients. So I would hope it's not kids because he's not really into kids, but... 
Um, oh, yeah. okay. Well, let's hope there just happened to be. And I mean, if you think about it, at this time, he's young. He's like 24 years old. But so we're talking about children's like 18, 19. Yeah, hopefully they were uh, the parents. Yeah, I don't hopefully. Know. They, yeah, did that, not read about that. It could be like the parents of the kids. Right. Yikes. Okay. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't say that he was a pedo, but uh, you never know. You never know. Anyway, uh, so that was in 1966. He got fired, you know, only worked there for two years. Um, in 1969, so this kind of tells you the type of person that he is. He got caught, um, again for stealing money and was sentenced to three years probation. So the court saw that he was a con man. They saw that he stole money. They saw that he did these things. And because he had never gotten in trouble before, they just sentenced him to three years probation. And okay. That would have been the perfect time, too, to catch him, not just for the money and all this other shit, but, like, hey, you shouldn't be working here to begin with. Right. Like, <laughs> you don't even have your license. What the You are heck? not an x-ray technician. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, great job, 60s. Yeah. <laughs> great job, Casey. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. Way to go. In 1970s, so a year later... Um, he moved to Chicago without permission from, you know, the, uh, probation office and violated his probation, um, ended up going back to jail and being convicted of multiple charges at this time of theft, embezzlement, and fraud. So you're going to hear me jump forward to, uh, the late seventies and kind of jump between until the bigger, uh, events take place because, all the way from 1969 to 1991. I mean, this man was stealing shit, uh, being fraudulent, you know, forging names, all types of embezzlement from different companies, in and out of jail constantly. So there were so many red flags that led up to him actually murdering women. Wow. So. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And it's weird it's kind of unique to start off as a con man. Con man. Yeah. Because those that's a different kind of that's that's different yeah. than being like a psychopath. Right. I mean, I guess yeah, you can I mean, see it that way too, but <clears throat> you know, it's one thing to steal money, it's another thing to like, I don't know. I just feel yeah, like that's a weird people. transition, but I guess it we're is. gonna learn today. It is. So we are gonna learn. And it is because, I mean, if you think about like typical criminals, there, there are so many criminals that steal money, that embezzle, you know, that do that complete fraud and do all these things, but they would never think about murdering right. anybody. Right. So it's like, it's almost like, and you'll kind of hear why whenever we get through some of the stories of, you know, the victims and stuff, mm -hmm. why he was so ready to kill essentially and it it's just him constantly chasing you know the finer things in life and trying to figure out uh what he's gonna do next fascinating so, hmm. okay okay you know, i said kill oh. by the way <laughs> no 
that was one thing somebody said. They were like, I love listening to your all's podcast because your drinking word should be oh shit every time. I'm like, it's I like know. A, it's like a bad reflex. I like can't. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it's a horrible reflex. I've thought about that every, almost every time I say it, I'm like, quit saying that. <laughs> You're like, dang it. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So in 1977, um, John worked at a handicap service organization. Okay. <laughs> he was on the board of directors, and this just kind of tells you the type of person that he is. Uh, he awarded himself the Man of the Year Award. Um, this ended up being a huge ordeal over all around Kansas City and was on the news because he was uh, signing documents, so he would send out documents to fake people, and they would sign it saying, we want John Robinson as man of the year, and he would sign fake names, so he would get awarded the man of the year as board and of And people knew that? Well, they came to found, they found out what had happened a couple of years later. Oh, my God. But that just goes to show, you know, the type of man that he was. Wow. Yeah, anything that he can do to get his name out and to get that, you know, sign of publicity or, you know. Well, and wasn't one of the Capricorn things was, like, always wanting not to be ahead of, well, yeah, to always want to be ahead of things and be, like, the best at things or something along those lines. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Always wanting to be ahead. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, fast forward to 1984. This was his first murder. I didn't say it. (laughs) Ooh, go me. Good job, Kate. I should be man of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, first, uh, victim Paula, she was 19 years old. Uh, John hired her as a sales representative for two fraudulent companies that he created. So they weren't even companies. They were just fake companies. He was like, oh, I have ABC company and I want you to be a sales rep, even though he didn't have a company. That's weird. We have an ABC so, company in Kansas City. There's a oh, there's no a shit. big old I literally building just like right across from Home Depot. It's like a building that they didn't um, refurbish and it says ABC yeah. really big on the building. Wow, that's kind of weird. I literally just, like, thought of that. But, um, uh, so he hired her as the sales rep. Um, she was, uh, Paula had told her friends and family that she was going to go away for training for a new job. Um, she was never seen again. Her parents ended up filing a missing persons report. Um, John was actually questioned by the police because... You know, Paula had told her friends and family, yeah. like, hey, I'm interviewing for this company with this guy, with this person, and I'm going to go, you know, away for training or whatever. Um, John was questioned by the police, but he stated he knew nothing. Um, a few days later, her parents received a typed letter with Paula's signature on it, like handwritten signature oh on it, stating that she was okay. Um, And that she never wanted to see her family again and to stop trying to look for her. So the police dropped the investigation, dropped the missing persons report, and her body has never been found. Oh, my God. That is so sad. And I 
forget what I was reading it on, but it's like it like <laughs> the code words when you get text messages that are like, "Hey, I I never want to don't come find me. I'm running away from my family." And it's like yeah. establish a code word with your family so that right. if this ever happens, right. they know that this is a fake whatever. So Right. Right. Like tell Sadie I love them, yeah. but there's no Sadie right. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So so sad. Crazy shit. It is. So uh next uh next victim in nineteen eighty-five, um, John started going by the alias, though his name was John Robinson. He started going by either John Osborne or Josh Osborne. Um he met Lisa. She was 19 years old. She was living at a homeless shelter in Kansas City with her four-month-old daughter, Tiffany. Um, he promised Lisa a job, an apartment, and a babysitter if she would move to Chicago um, and take this job out for one of his fake companies. Um, he asked her at this time to sign many blank pieces of paper, apparently, um, and we later determined that this is a piece of evidence, you know, used against him. Um, Lisa's family recalled the last time that they had talked to her, they received a phone call from her. She sounded terrified. Mm. Um, she said, and quote, they are coming to get my baby. They said, I'm an unfit mother. Here they come. They're here. And she hung up the phone. And that was the last thing I literally have what killed. What the heck? That was the last thing that she said to her family before, you know, the phone was oh, disconnected. Oh, my God. Yeah. Family um, never heard from her again. Uh, they filed a missing persons report that day because they knew something was wrong. Um, a few days later, John called his brother um, his brother and his wife had been trying to have a baby for five years and the wife just could not, um, you know, get pregnant. And John said, well, I have a friend of mine who no longer wants a baby. I will do all the adoption. We will work through all the adoption paperwork for you. It's going to cost $5,500. Um, all you need to do is send me $5,500 She'll sign all the paperwork, a judge will sign it, a lawyer will sign it, and I'll meet you with the baby. So the brother and sister-in-law agree. They give him $5,500. They saw that the adoption papers looked legit, um, took baby Tiffany, and Lisa, the mom, her body has never been found. Oh, my God. And that's probably why, I mean, part of the whole <clears throat> signatures, needing all of that for the documents. Right. Oh. Ultimate, ultimate, ultimate freaking con man. So, you know, very, very impulsive when it comes to all of this. Clearly brutal, like I had said, you know, about Capricorn, yeah. a negative trait. And just emotionally cold when it comes to, you know, no emotion when it comes to her being a mother of a four-month-old baby. Wow. None whatsoever. That is crazy. Yeah. I know. I know. <sighs> and we'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, Tiffany as an adult. You know, oh, she's still yeah. alive and she changed her name. Um but we'll talk a little bit about her, too, later in the story. Okay. But wow. Mm, I can't imagine. 
Yeah, right. So uh second woman that he killed that we know of. Oh, mm. I think that was an oops. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What? Wait, what? I, no, is it no. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 1987, a woman named Catherine, she was 27 years old. She lived in Texas. Um, she had moved from Texas to Kansas City to find a job. Uh, John ended up hiring her and promised her uh, travel and new clothes. Um, a few months later, she vanished. Um, a missing persons case is still open. Uh, he killed her, and her body has never been found. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. And it's like, he again, he went all this time not doing any of this. And then all yeah. of a sudden was just like, then, you know what? All of Next a sudden. Level. Yep. Yep. Wow. So from 1987 to 1993, uh, John was in prison for fraud. So five years on and off in prison for fraud and parole violations. Um, so obviously, like, he didn't kill anybody while he was in prison. However, him and the prison librarian, Beverly, uh, Beverly was 49 at the time. They fell in love while he was in prison. Um, when John, I know, oh my God. is so ridiculous. I just can't. Like, I know. Can, I, just, like, you, can you know, imagine? you know what they've done and you also yeah. see them like at their lowest. I just, you don't ever, mm -hmm. uh, I just don't know how that happens, yeah. but. And John is still married to Nancy. At this time. Oh, yeah. Like, he's oh, yeah. having all these relations with these other women, and he's still married to her. And Beverly, the librarian, is married, too. So, it's like, what the hell? It's just so freaking crazy. I don't understand the fall in love with the yeah. prisoner thing. Like, pe like, people on the outside that fall in love with the, like, writing I, in. Yeah, I just yeah. can't. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't but. either. I don't understand it. Whatever floats their boat, right? <laughs> um, so when John was released, Beverly divorced her husband. She moved to Kansas City with John. Um, and her alimony checks from her divorce were being mailed to her um, to a P.O. box in Kansas City, where John ended up cashing these checks for years. Years. Beverly was never heard of again after moving, um, and her body was found. Obviously, he killed her. Her body was found in a storage facility in Raymore, Missouri, so right outside of Kansas Okay, yeah, I was going to say, isn't that close? So, mm -hmm. he murdered her. They Okay, he gets out of prison. Just to get her money. She gets divorced. And does he stay with his wife? Yeah. And just yeah, collects the checks. And yep. no one's like, hey, Just, we haven't heard from Beverly. Nope, not for years. Oh, my God. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, still that year, in 1993, <clears throat> 
chat rooms, online chat rooms are starting to become a very big thing, you know, in this time. Oh, yeah. Instant um, messenger, baby. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know what AIM. I was thinking? Like, all these kids what? think that, like, emojis and, uh, uh, like, gifts are, um, like, a yeah. new thing. They, they are, are not. not. So back in our day, we had a combination yes. of the two. Oh, we did. And we did. you didn't have like selfies. You just had like little graphic images that were like this big. <clears throat> oh, yeah. They were the best. And it was very. Remember like. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go I ahead. was just going to say it was very important when you were instant messaging like that you had the right font the right color of font. Oh yeah. That your yes. message, your your status was always like it set appropriately. 100. It wasn't yep. like I'm about to go to yes. lunch. It was like I'm available to talk. No. Very yes. important stuff. Hit me up. <laughs> Single, ready to mingle. Yes. Oh my god, it was the best. I remember like coming home after school and you like first thing you log online to the computer and you see if you have any IM yep. from anybody. Yep. And you're like, oh my And you god. just wait the for their best. little circle to turn green and then you're like, Oh hey, notice you yeah. just got online. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> my mom says I have five minutes. What's up? Did you see so and so status? <laughs> How dumb. <laughs> Oh my gosh, instant messenger. It was perfect. It was the best. Before texting. Oh yeah. Like before any of that. Oh yeah. yeah. Crazy. Kids don't know. Kids don't know. So crazy. Anyway, so 93 chat rooms start becoming a big thing. You know, we just explained it for those that don't know what a chat room is. Um, <laughs> John would use the name Slave Master. So this is where he got that name, Slave Master. Okay. Um he would basically be looking for women in BDSM chat rooms uh, that wanted to be, like, fulfill a rape fantasy sexually. So um, that's kind of where this whole addiction starts is in 93. Um, his first victim, her name was Sheila. She was 45 years old. She had a 15-year-old daughter named Debbie. Uh, Debbie was wheelchair-bound due to spina bifida. Mm. Um, and Sheila had been talking to John for almost a year um, before coming out to Kansas City from California. John <sighs> promised Sheila, yes. Oh, my God. John promised Sheila money for medical bills, Promised her a job. Apparently, she was super stressed, you know, because her daughter's medical bills and having to work multiple jobs. Um, promised her all of this. Sheila and Debbie moved from California to Kansas City, and they immediately disappeared. Um, nobody heard from them right after they moved. Um, John cashed Sheila's pension checks. For seven years following. What? Yeah, so from, yes, from 94 to 2001. Okay, here's the thing. At this point, there's no excuse because there is tracking through the internet. Yeah, yeah, I know. How? That is 
And to immediately go missing. Not like, hey, she's going to come live with me for three months, set up her storyline. It's like, no, bam, gone. 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 Wow. And he has to be cashing those. Well, I guess maybe. walking into a fucking bank. Or drive through, yeah. I mean, but either way, they have cameras at this time. I mean, we're talking about the nineties, yeah, late nineties and early two thousand. Like they have. I just to feel have like cameras. these are things that are so easily trackable. Even if you go back to like a Should little be. bit dated, like even if I think of like the most like going to like a Walmart cash center, right? They still track you. What yeah. the heck? I know. I it's know. Insane. So sad. Crazy. So sad. Crazy shit. Failure on someone's part. I know. I just feel like someone messed up. On a lot of people's part. Yeah. So, uh, both bodies were found. Um, obviously he killed both of them. Um, both bodies were found in a storage facility in Raymore, Missouri. Man. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they're at two identified deaths, right? I know there's some missing, but, like, two actually found, or three. Three. So he would have been considered a serial killer at this point. So why wasn't there high alert? (laughs) Yeah, they didn't have him on their radar until, um, I want to say, late 99. Wow. Yeah, which we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) I know. So 1999, um, he offered a job to Isabella that he met on a BDSM chat room. Um, He also said, you know, I want a relationship with you, but our relationship needs to be completely sexual. Um, She was 21 years old and she was a Poland immigrant um, who lived in Indiana. She moved to Kansas City. Uh, John ended up proposing to her. Um, they filed a marriage license, but nobody ever came to pick it up, which, you know, people now see that as suspicious. Um, keep in mind, he's still married to Nancy at this time. So his wife, <laughs> do it, does um, she just... which is fucking crazy. Yeah, like... She, ha- she hasn't talked to anybody about anything. It is so odd. And she ends up staying married to him for a little while until, you know, after he's arrested and sentenced and stuff. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy shit. Wow. Yeah. So, um, Isabella told her parents back in Poland that she was married, but she never actually told her parents like who she was married to. So they didn't even know a name. They didn't have a picture. Like, they knew nothing because hmm. they were in Poland and she was home in the U.S. Well, home. Um, it's rumored that Isabella signed a 115-item document, like, multiple times. That was basically a slave contract between her and John, which is just like, weird. we're not just talking, like, like, sexual slave, we're talking, like, slave slave. No, like, slave slave. Like, not just sexual, but basically signed her life away over to John. Like, you have total responsibility over me. 
here are all of my bank accounts. I will do this for you. I will do this for you. Like, this is my contract to you. Whoa. Right. This poor Super girl. Super crazy. So it just kind of tells you how, like, manipulative he is. Yeah. And going back to, you know, those three words, like, brutal. Mm-hmm. And how he's just not emotional. So emotionally cold. Like, yeah, I mean, does not care. I just about feel like it's also abrupt. All. Like it's just like bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam. It's like, well, it is. It's so fast. Just deciding what you want and then just doing it. So yeah, yeah. So signed this hundred and fifteen item document saying that she was a slave, which gave total control to John. You know, controlled bank account access, her life choices, what she wore, what she ate, what she did every day. Um, That summer, she disappeared. So, um, you know, parents didn't hear from her again. None of her friends heard from her again. Um, uh, John, at that time, told one of his web designers for the company that he worked for um, that he had hired Isabella. But as a co-worker, as a worker, employee of his, Mm -hmm. but Isabella ended up, he told his his employee that Isabella went back to Poland because she got deported for smoking weed. The police found her, they scooped her up and deported her back to Poland. Got it. And, but no one in Poland has heard from this chick. Got it. Nobody in Poland heard from it. The employee didn't find it suspicious by any means. But in reality, John killed Paula. Yeah. Like, I also she was feel dead. like there would have been Isabella, some, sorry. yeah, there would have been some sort of police record or like immigration record or. Right. Or deportation record, but there was none. She was dead. So yeah. uh, her remains. Yeah, her remains were found at his ranch in Lacine, Kansas. So not too far from Kansas. Yeah. Crazy That's... shit. Wait, when did he get a ranch? Uh in the nineties. Oh, okay. He had so he bought Just some bought land, land and, and had a trailer out there. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yep. So Wife and, well, kids were grown at this time, but the wife had had, like, her own house that they had lived in, you know, for years. And I keep forgetting there's a bought. family. Oh, yeah. my God. He had four kids. <laughs> four damn kids. Where does he find and then the he time? he bought some land. I know. And he bought some land out in Lacin, or Lacin, Lacin. I forget how to I think it's Lacin. Lacin, right? I think it's Lacin. Lacin. Yeah. L A, yeah, because it's C Y. Whatever the fancy way. Lacing. You're right. Yeah, whatever the fancy way would be, it's the opposite of that because we're in Kansas. Yeah, so not Lacin, like France. It's Lacing. Lacing. I think you're right. (laughs) Good old Lacing. I love Lacing. Got my body's hidden Uh, there. Yeah, so, yeah, right? Well, so he buys this ranch and he bought a mobile home, you know, and that's basically like kind of where he lived half of the time. Mm-hmm. So still in 99, um, you know, he's still addicted to these BDSM chat rooms, talking to many women at all times. Um, 
he met a woman named Suzette. She was 28 years old and she was a nurse. Uh, she lived in Michigan and he convinced her to move to Kansas City. Um, he said, I want you to travel the world with me. I want you to be my sex slave, but I also want you to be a caregiver for my dad. He's, you know, old and frail, and whenever we are done traveling the world, I want you to, you know, take care of my dad. And she agreed. She moved all the way from Michigan to Kansas City. Ladies. Ladies. I know. Don't. I know. Just don't. If somebody says they want you to be their sex slave, that is a huge red well, flag. Well, that and like... Just say no. Make the man come to you. I hate to be that person. Quit oh traveling God, right? all these miles just to be a slave. That does not sound like a right. good deal whatsoever. Like, like what does she it's get like, out of that? It's so crazy. Like, I need Nothing. you to come here and be my sex slave, my caregiver, leave your job, leave your home, and, yeah. like, in return for what? For what? Yeah. <laughs> I know. That sounds miserable. Yeah. It sounds like you would be sore for days. <laughs> yeah. And then in between, you're wiping like, what ass. The fuck? Like, no, thank yeah, you. And you're right. No. no. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> right? Um, so Suzette's mother, in the meantime, would receive many typed letters signed by her daughter saying that she was traveling the world. However, detectives noticed, you know, later down the road, mom didn't notice, but detectives noticed later down the road, that each uh, uh, each postmark would be from Kansas City. Yeah, I was going to say. None of them would ever say that they're from anywhere else in the world. What an idiot. Mom didn't even notice. Yeah. What a serious so, idiot. Not right. the mom. So, I mean, the guy. Mm, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean yeah, kind I know. of the mom, He's, too, but... <laughs> Kind of the mom. I mean, you would think that, like, oh, if you get a postcard that that's from France, you'd be looking to make sure it was from France. Yeah. Not from Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. But. So. Um, so, again, mom didn't think anything suspicious. She's like, my daughter's just out traveling the world. And, again, this is late 90s. Like, a lot of people don't have cell phones. Right, you know? right. Like, you still communicate via landline. People are sending postcards. You had to map question. Like, it was rough. Right. It was rough. So, um, fast forward to a little bit later in the year, uh, John reached out to Suzette's mom and said that he couldn't find her, that she ran off from him, stole a bunch of his money, um, and he had never heard from her again. And Suzette's remains were found at the ranch in Kansas. So, obviously, we know that he killed her. Yeah. Wow. Man, I'm just wondering where the wife and kids yeah. were during right. these days. <clears throat> but, yeah, didn't even suspect any of it. And john would often log into suzette's email and her chat and be chatting with her friends and family or emailing with her friends and family for years after he had already killed her to make it seem like she was alive full-time job for this guy 
Mm -hmm. Full-time job. Full-time job. Yeah. So, late 1999, the FBI uh, was involved. They had been tipped off by both Kansas and Missouri jurisdictions because... You know, he was already in the system. John was a con man. Mm -hmm. He, you know, stole things. Um, but rumor had made its way that he was a serial killer. So the FBI had been tipped off by Kansas and Missouri jurisdiction. Um, both Missouri and Kansas just didn't have the manpower or the technology. But they knew if they contacted the FBI, they'd be able to catch him. Um, an undercover FBI agent. Uh, was supposed to pose as a female prostitute for John um, because John also would partake in prostitutes as well. Um, so an FBI agent was supposed to pose as a female prostitute for John, but freaked out and literally had a panic attack and had a, had a bad feeling um, that she was going to die. So she pulled out and canceled um you know, posing Which, as a female prostitute. I don't blame her. It's like he's immediately offing these people. Oh, yeah. So. Right. Instantly. Instantly. He wastes no time. No. And, you know, it, it's said that he did have a sex addiction. So, again, he would often hire these prostitutes and be very violent. Um one prostitute that he had hired, her name was Teresa. Um, she ended up being a witness in the trial, you know, after he got arrested. She stated that she was terrified for her life because he was so violent. Um, she thought that he was going to kill her. She said one time he threatened to kill her. He pulled out a gun. He shoved it so far up her vagina that she almost passed out because she thought that he was going to pull the trigger and kill her. Oh. And he said, if you don't do what I want you to do, I will kill you. Like, and who knows what else he said, but that's yeah. all it says here. I mean, yeah. possibilities are endless with she this She was guy. terrified. Yeah. Ooh. Like, oh. the rage. Mm -mm. So, again, like, going back to what I said, you know, about, like, Capricorns, unfortunately, like... Just being brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Capricorns. Check yourself. Look yourself in the Before mirror every morning. Like, <laughs> am I okay? Yeah. And saying say in the mirror, I am nice. Yeah. I am not brutal. Yeah. <laughs> we are all good in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> um, so fast forward to the next year, spring 2000. Um, John met his next potential victim. Uh, her name was Vicky. She was a prostitute. He wired her money, met her on a BDSM chat room, uh, wired her money and told her to meet her at a hotel room in Overland Park. So right outside of Casey. Yep. Um, the FBI and the police ha uh, heard of this situation somehow they were monitoring him um in these chat rooms um the police were next door to john's hotel room they heard vicky get there they heard them having sex they heard all the rough noises wow. and her saying no and stop and like vicky didn't know that the police were there but they knew yeah. what was going on um 
they had him on like battery charges and hiring a prostitute, but it wasn't good enough. It said that they were kind of waiting to see if he would kill her so they could catch her. Yikes. Yeah. Because they didn't have any evidence. They didn't have any evidence of him actually being a serial killer. So they needed evidence. So Man, I just feel uh, like with all of the people that have gone missing and his you know, association and then the checks and he's got a ranch and I just feel like there's so much, but I don't know. There's so much. Yeah. All the dots like connected at the end of the day. I mean, he should have been a long ass time ago. So she kept saying no, kept telling John to stop. Um, When he finished and when he was done with her, John left her alone in the room for days uh, he told her not to leave. He rented the room for days. Um, he ended up, though, sending Vicky back home to Texas, which is where she came from, from, <laughs> from Texas to Overland Park. Uh, apparently, he said he was going to give her a lot of money. He didn't. Um, just gave her enough money to get back to Texas. Um, funny thing, not really funny, but kind of funny. She brought $700 worth of sex toys. So they could use them. And he ended up keeping the $700 worth of sex toys, which we'll hear a little bit about that in a second. Wait, if the police were scouting this out, why didn't they like go in and help her when he left? Because they wanted, from what I read, they wanted, they wanted him to kill her (laughs) so they would be able to catch a serial killer. Wow. That's kind of a shitty move, but okay. And he had to have had some sort of, like, feeling that he was being watched for him not to kill her. Right. Not to kill her. Yeah. You would think. Wow. You would think. Right. And he's like, and I'm keeping these as a souvenir. (laughs) These are mine. (laughs) Um, So a couple of days later, he hires a woman named Gianna. She's another, you know, sex worker. Uh, meets her in another BDSM chat room. Uh, she was an unemployed accountant from Texas. All these women are from Texas, which is just strange. Yeah. Um, she was an unemployed accountant from Texas. She did the same thing. So she goes to Overland Park. Uh, he gets her a hotel room for a couple of days. You know, they have sex. He He's very violent with her. Um, gave her enough money to get back home. She was actually kind of scared, and she ended up calling the police, um, telling the police of the brutal attack of what had happened. At that time, again, this is only a couple of days after Vicky, Vicky calls the police because she wanted to report $700 worth of sex toys stolen. Not that she had been raped or brutally assaulted. Vicky. She was mostly worried about her fucking sex toys. Vicky, I was rooting for you. Vicky, I was worried I about you. Yeah. She then, oh so from my what I God. read, she ends up saying, like, something, like, I think she found out, like, who he was and how he was a serial killer or whatever. She, and... From what I read, she had said something like, yeah, you know, our engagement wasn't the most polite. He was pretty brutal or something like that. So 
Bitch, they were waiting on you to die. She was mostly worried about her sex toys. They were going to use you as an example. I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. I need to report 700. I just can't even imagine making that phone call. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, dialing 911 being pissed? $700 worth of my fucking dildos Dialing 911 wants your emergency. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) No. <laughs> right now, I know. So, um, June second, two thousand, two thousand. Uh, his mobile home was raided. They had enough evidence to go and serve a search warrant in uh, Lacing, Kansas. They found five chemical barrels with body parts in it. Um. They also found other pieces of evidence, including blood, uh, proof of the forged adoption papers. That's the worst. Um, it was a copy. Yep, a copy of the adoption papers from Lisa and her daughter Tiffany to his brother, as well as contracts to two storage units in Raymore, Missouri. So whenever the police went to search the storage units in Raymore, Missouri, they found um, remains of some of the women. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. So was it All... from this last woman at the, the last prostitute that that's what gave them enough evidence? Or mm-hmm. was it just kind of like they finally yep. built the case and they were like, no. That's what gave him enough evidence to go ahead and get the uh, search warrant to go and search his home. Um, They had already had him on battery. And, you know, obviously from Vicky calling in, reporting stuff stolen from him, uh, they had that as well in the search. Okay. That that actually makes sense. Hilarious and not hilarious as it is. That makes sense. Okay. Right. Right. So, um, all of the women that were murdered, uh, they all died the same way. Uh, one or more blows to the head, uh, with a blunt object. Wow. So, um, and it's crazy because every single one of these women, you know, before he murdered them, um, were in a relationship with them. Like oddly in a relationship, like in a weird instant message but then get here in your dad relationship. Right. Right. Wow. It's crazy. So, you know, that's why, and I'll read a quote, you know, later in the story, but that's why they think, you know, we only know of eight confirmed bodies. Um, But that is why they think there are 30 to 40 women because of the rage, because of, you know, him being emotionally disconnected and emotionally cold. Well, and how he could so. go so long without them being discovered. So if he could get away with so with forging some of From these the things, 80s. Yeah, for... Almost 20 years. Then who's to say that there aren't more out there that he didn't, right. you know, mess up and get caught on. So... Right. And we know, I mean, you know, Oklahoma, you know, Kansas, we know Missouri. I mean, there's a shit ton of places where you can hide a body. Yeah. So. Yes. Especially if you're out on a ranch and you've got nothing but time. Yeah. So that's terrifying. Right. Yeah. It's so sad. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So in 2002, he was convicted of murder in Kansas on Lisa. She was, um, you know, the, the mother with Tiffany. Uh, so he was convicted of murder on Lisa, Suzette, and Isabella. Um, received a life sentence and a death sentence. He was also convicted of kidnapping Tiffany, the baby, mm-hmm. um, and interfering with custody of her, um, sentenced to 20 and a half years for that. Um, in October 2003, he was convicted of four other murders. Um, basically, John knew there was minimal evidence linking him to the murders of Lisa, the mom, and his other victim, Paula. So he kept fighting to overturn these convictions, even though he already knew that he was going to spend life in prison or die in prison. He's still, like, trying to fight and manipulate whatever he can do because he's always right. Um, His attorney, Chris Coster, tried to get a plea deal for John, which he should have taken, but John denied it. Um, and he ended up finally acknowledging uh, that there was enough evidence to convict him of the murder of Paula, Catherine, Beverly, Sheila, and her daughter, Debbie, the yeah. who had spina bifida. Um, and he was sentenced to life without the possibility for, of parole for each murder. Um, this was in 2003. In 2005, Nancy finally... Divorced his ass after 41 years of fucking marriage. What the fuck, Nancy? (laughs) Yeah, like, Nancy, what the fuck? Like, I just... How? How is there any ounce of love or mercy or grace? I mean, whatever. Can't judge. Never been in that situation. But that's insanity. Apparently, from the only thing that I found was she said, and the kids said, that he traveled a lot for work, um, and they just suspected he was gone, you know, working. Wow. And yeah, I'm guessing he had money to send. Yeah, because he was stealing yes. all, these, all this money from these And women. a lot can be covered up with money as far as like, okay, well, hey, yes. kids, look at what I brought you. Look at all this nice stuff. Like, Jimmy yes. your old dad. Like, ugh. Yeah. I hate it. Right. Right. So, um, in 2006, Lisa's daughter, Tiffany, um, that was her name at the mm-hmm. time. She now goes by Heather. Um, she's Sued the Truman Medical Center in Kansas City and a woman named Karen Gaddis. Now, this is a crazy story. Karen uh, was a social worker for her mom, Lisa, for Tiffany's mom, Lisa. Um, she had placed Lisa at a shelter in Kansas City, and Karen also knew John. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. So the suit accused Karen of putting John in contact with Lisa and the newborn daughter in 1984 because uh, Karen, uh, sorry, I got lost. He told, John told Karen that he was running a charitable organization for unwed mothers and white babies. He was looking for men, for women to help with this nonprofit organization. Yep. 
right? To give them money and to give them jobs and all of that. Karen gave John Lisa's information, told him which shelter she was staying at, all of the details. So she won the suit in 2007. The hospital reached a settlement, right? And uh, she won the suit. She also won a second suit preventing John from being able to profit off of any future story because Heather, the daughter, either wants to write a book or sell, you know, something to get a movie or something about the story of her mother and uh, won a second suit preventing him from being able to profit off of any of that. Thank God. Oh, my God. Good for her. And you know what? I don't blame her. Like, I'm sure this Karen person is going to claim ignorance to all of this. Oh, for sure. But this guy, we cannot forget, had a huge criminal history to start Mm -hmm. all of this. So that alone, and even the mention of, oh, I've started up. Nope, shut up. You're a con man. You don't start up anything. So Mm -mm. don't even go there. No. So, man, well, good for her. I hope that it... Was helpful to her and like a little bit of justice came from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I also read um, uh, an interview that she had done with, I think, like Oxygen or something, Um, an interview that Heather had done, you know, about growing up. And she said that John was always known as Uncle John. She, it wasn't until, you know, she was older. Obviously, Mm -hmm. that she found out that her uncle John was the one who killed her mother. And so she was raised, you know, by his brother. And that's her dad. Yeah. She she still says, you know, this is dad and this is, you know, mom. And I think they've passed, if I remember correctly, like they've passed on. And they were great parents. Like they knew nothing of what John was doing, obviously. But... It's just so crazy that she knew him yeah. as Uncle John, and he killed her mother. And killed it's her mother. even hard. And I've said killed like three times. <clears throat> it's even hard to kind of blame them. I mean, I, yeah. think, I think they're still blaming trusting a guy like him. But, yeah, they didn't but, know. I mean, it's like, <laughs> are you going to question just... Every last little thing. Now, the Karen thing, yeah. if you're like a co-worker or an acquaintance, oh. yes, question yeah. everything. But like right. the family, they've got this, you're right. desperate. They've got this great opportunity for you. Like, oh, that just kills me for them. I know. Just, and they were, they were so desperate. Yeah. And they're like, they wanted a baby so much, their blinders were on. Yeah. And that was kind of something that I had seen, you know, um, I saw the actual document of, you know, the adoption paperwork and he had like, yeah. And he had like messed up the name too. Like you can tell it probably wasn't real, but you know, they just, they didn't think what had happened. Well, and he's so great at online communication who knows? He could have thrown in fake yeah. emails and fake communications with this agency. Like, right. you just don't know. Oh, he did. 
Yeah, and he had signed, you know, the paperwork. You know, he signed as a judge, and he signed as a lawyer, and he signed as witnesses, and all this shit. And there were even um, fingerprints of the baby, so of Tiffany, now known as Heather. Um, there were fingerprints of her and of the fucking mother. Oh, my And so, God. like, it looked legit, other than, you know, the name kind of being messed up. It looked legit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. Crazy. So fast forward, you know, nine years later, November 2015, uh, the Kansas Supreme Court vacated the murder of Lisa, so mom of Tiffany, and Suzette due to technicalities with evidence. Um, however, they upheld the conviction of Isabella, you know, the Polish girl, um, and obviously he continued with the death sentence, but it's said that Lisa and Suzette, the technicalities due to evidence, the body fragments that they found, this is what I read, the body fragments that they found weren't actually to their bodies. So still to this day, they've never found their bodies. So it was someone else's body. <laughs> Someone else's body unidentified. Oh, shit. Two. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a monster. I know. Such a monster. So he's still on death row. He's in good old El Dorado, Missouri. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah. El Dorado Correctional Facility. Yeah. Um, Missouri and Kansas police state that there are so many long stretches of time with unaccounted time frames with him. So they said and quoted, he's maintained secrets about what he's done with these women. He will never, ever tell a detail. It's the last control that he's got. So, there are probably other barrels waiting to be opened. Other bodies are waiting to be found. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. Did you know about him before you did research? No. No. I had never, ever heard of him. I mean, you know. I mean, 90s. Yeah, yeah 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Like, wow. I was talking to my mom about this, and I was like, did you, do you remember this guy? She's like, oh, yeah. It was huge. It was all over the news. Oh, I bet. All over the news. I'm like, well, shit. That is insane. That's crazy. Wow. Well, great story. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. I know. I was shocked. Um, speaking of new story, not to just completely change the subject, but before I forget, there is like a, I want to say like an eight-part series on the BTK killer. You can find mm. it on, I think, it's like Hulu Plus Live. It's not just normal Hulu. Or if you have like YouTube hmm. TV. Anyways, okay. it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's just called... BTK killer, but it is okay. so good. We just watched it. A lot of um, yeah. these things remind me of him because he was a fam. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was a family man and just so um, 
like unalarming, like just, just right. basic ass person. So yeah. I highly recommend that. We okay. watch we I'll watch it, it on the YouTube list. TV. That's where it's free. I don't know about Hulu Plus and all that stuff. So yeah, but yeah, wow, great. And so finishing up with that, kids never talked about it. Mom or wife never talked about it. Mm mm. No. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Crazy They're shit. probably like huh. in hiding. Yeah. Crazy shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That is uh, John Robinson, folks. <laughs> wow, John, John Robinson, or John I know. Osborne, or what was his alias yeah. name? Josh, Josh Osborne. Wow, the slave master. Slave master. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So crazy. We're back in the groove of things, guys. We are. We are back so, in business. Um, I don't have our. Patrons pulled up at the moment. You, okay, I got, you it. got it. I was going to say, mm-hmm. you've got your yep. document pulled up. Yep, I got it. So we want to, of course, always thank our patrons Justin, Annette, Adrian, Nick, Valerie, Haley, and Angie. Ooh. It is because of you all that we can keep recording. So thank you so much. Yes. And then. Do you want to thank our sponsor? Yeah, way to go, Color Up CBD, for giving us this glowing, Ooh. luscious skin. Um, so their website, colorupcbd.co. No, shit. Colorupco.com. God, that's what it is. I knew I was going to mess this up. Colorupco.com, all lowercase. Use Sinister 20, yes. get 20% off. Yes. It's great for these yes. winter months. You can get skincare, yes. dog care. Uh, dog care, you care, care, me care, we care, we all care. So they're awesome. You can follow them on Instagram at color up CBD. You're terrible. (laughs) I just second guess as I'm talking. So anyways, well guys, we will. And use, she forgot, use Sinister 20. Our discount. I said, yeah, you didn't I said say all lowercase no, sinister 20. Okay. Well, I didn't hear that. <laughs> use our discount code to get 20% off. Yeah. Use it. <laughs> when you use that code, just so you guys know how this works, it shows them that we sent you there. And uh, yeah. also you, I mean, you get 20% off. So use it. Yeah. So. Duh. Duh. So, well, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Next week. All right. Be good. Stay sinister. Take your cold meds. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Bye. Bye.